Welcome to Chit Chat and Chai with your hosts, R.C. Mala and Ritu. Hi, everyone. Welcome back again to Chit Chat and Chai. Today, our episode is on some new and exciting products that are vegan and sustainable. So very exciting. But before we get into that and talk to our guest speaker, I wanted to ask you, ladies, what is it that you do for the holidays now that we have to start gearing up for them? Any ideas? I, I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's always a good solution to everything. I like that. I like that. Because but besides it, alcohol, what else can we do? Yeah. It gets stressful sometimes, especially when you're trying to think of gifts and stuff. As the kids have gotten older, you know, we don't really do as many gifts as we used to when they were little and open presents. Right. We, you know, I think we like to just do maybe one gift each. And that too is something that they know that maybe we need or they need. And the last couple of years, we've tried to do shows. We'll do like a musical or something around that time. And we'll go go for dinner and do the, the show. And it's an experience that, you know. Yeah, that's love. I like that. That's a really nice thought. Yeah, experiences are important. Yeah. What about Mala? Yeah, no, same. I mean, like the last couple of, like last five, six years, my kids started saying, you don't need any material things because basically we get what we want when we want it. You don't have to wait for the holidays or your birthday. So they just said it's all about experiences. So, and they're really big on that. So they'll, they'll give me things or things to do that I would not normally do for myself. Um, an example was Baraksha Bandhan, which is where the brother gives the sister a gift for her blessings once a year. My son gave um, my daughter a personal trainer for six months. Oh, that wow. That's a great, great idea. That's yeah, gift, yeah. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that. You know, normally you give right. money a jewelry and he's right. like, no, you know, she's wanted this. Yeah. And then they've done like paint and the wine and paint for me and gave me a trip to New York once. So yeah, it's oh my. Cool. I'm glad we're taping these ladies so my girls can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, if there's any listeners out there that want to gift me something, a personal trainer is not a bad idea. <laughs> and he's muscly and cute, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> specifying it too. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then, oh, just to add on, we um, actually, Ritu and I gifted a friend um, who likes to sing. So for his 65th birthday, a group of us got together and gave him a two hour professional recording for himself. So that again, hopefully that would be a memorable experience for him. So, so unique. That girls, that's a great idea. That is so unique. Yeah. How about you, RC? What, what, what do you? Oh God. So usually I start thinking what to get the girls, but after listening to both of you, I um, actually, you know how the phone listens? There was a post that popped up on Facebook about experiences and all the different types, hot air balloons, blah, blah, blah. I sent that to my girls. I was like, this is what dad and me like. It comes from the heart. It's thoughtful. It's creative. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping this year it'll be different. Now you said that about the phone listening to everything. I'm going to get little pop-ups on <laughs> Hopefully you'll have pictures. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then I was going to say also as we get older and stuff, I know, I think we all try to be so much more sustainable and environmental friendly too. Um, yeah. Even when we gift gifts, you know, like I know one thing was, um, the wrapping was newspaper. Do you remember yeah. that for a while? That was a big yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So any sustainable or 
environmental friendly things you've done, like life changes? I love candles. The Indian cooking, it has smells up the house and everything. So I always have candles. And nowadays I've seen so many different types, coconut soy, soy based. The wick is different. Really enjoyed this company. It's called Kishmish. And they have very different, um, you know, South Asian smells like Mogra, Gulab. They're based out of South uh, San Francisco. So I've started using their candles. Nice. Okay. How about you? You know, I thought about shampoo one time. I was sitting there and I was like, the bottles are huge, the plastic. So then I started looking and I tried to see if I could find the bar shampoos. I found this one company on Amazon called Viori, and it has really cute um, bar shampoos smell great. They're organic product. Packaging is nothing other than a little cardboard box. And it lasts maybe a good four weeks. Lathers well and everything. And I've been using it and my hair doing fine. I was worried in the beginning. I was like, I don't want to try anything and find my hair falls out. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, unfortunately, I haven't found a good conditioner to go with it yet. But the shampoo itself is great. So I thought, you know, that's a good way of saving on plastic. That's really, yeah. Yeah. I never yeah. thought about that. But now that I, you mention it, that's a lot of plastic. It's a lot yeah. of plastic. And I haven't seen any of the shampoo companies come up with refills so that you can refill the bottle. Yeah. That you're using. And also, ingredients matter too, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. This is basically rice water based with um, some other you know, like coconut and stuff. So it's, it's healthy, manageable uh, for your hair and everything. This is my third or fourth shampoo bar that I've used now, and I swear by it. So, yeah. what about you, Mala? So, for me, about six, seven years ago, I started using the moisturizers for my face that are all natural products. So, I swear by these two companies. Like, I can't live without them anymore. One is um, my daytime cream is Dr. Hoshka, and it's again all natural products. I think a lot of movie stars, Hollywood movie stars, Ooh, use Dr. Oh, wow. Hoshka too plants, oils, herbs. And the other one, my night one that I use is an Indian company, Forest Essentials. Same thing, all natural products, sandalwood, um, saffron, um, rose petals, flowers, nuts. Um, mm -hmm. So those are my two creams that are all natural. I got away from those, um, you know, Estee Lauders and yes. yeah. That so. sounds amazing. So as we've been talking about sustainable products and natural um, ingredients, we have someone on the show who's actually taken this to the next level and made it his own business. So he's in vegan bags and accessories. Please welcome Paras Doshi and his company is Doshi.shop. We'll let him tell you all about his journey. Welcome Paras. Welcome Paras. How are you? I'm good. How are all of you? Good. 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 Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice. So Farnas, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey about how you produced vegan bags and accessories? How did you get into it? Sure. I spent about 17 years working for the city of Los Angeles. And during that time, I went back and got my MBA. I was someone who was looking for vegan bags and accessories for myself. I wasn't vegan at that time. I was vegetarian, but you know, being Jane, I was thinking about how can I avoid leather? How can I minimize my impact on animals. And when I started looking for stuff, I found a few items. But the issue was that these items would quickly peel and crack. And so I, I thought to myself, gosh, it would be neat if someone made something better. The thought crossed my mind, maybe, maybe that's me. And uh, during my MBA program, I did an entrepreneurship project where I looked at the feasibility of creating this line. 
the project that I did got really good reception from my peers and my professors. So I kind of socked it away in my mind and I graduated business school in 2008. And during that time, the economy was in shambles. So I, I went back to the city and just continued to make progress there. Then early 2010s, maybe around 2013, 14, I was like, well, you know, I still want to do something different. And the idea came back to me and I started doing a little bit of research. And the first thing was, where do I get the right materials to make this product? Where do I get stuff that won't crack, that won't peel, um, that has a smaller impact on the earth, then, then where do I go to make goods? I started sourcing materials from all around the world. And I just basically started doing torture tests on these products. I would scratch them, uh, just put a nail and scrape them and see what would last. I started to figure out that there are there is something called microfiber, which isn't like clothing, but it's a non-woven material, acts a lot like skin and almost like leather. And so that material became the, the starting off point for doshi bags. Um, it took me a few years to find factories and put the materials together with the factories and come out with products. But by 2000, the end of 2016, I was in production. And in 2017, I was able to launch and then eventually quit my job. Do you have an engineering background? Do I have an engineering background? I, I don't have an engineering background. I don't have a design background. Wow. I am far from a designer. I worked, I worked in finance and technology and project management at the city of Los Angeles. I even did some work in real estate. I was something of a management generalist. I think with a lot of these things, it just it has to do with having an idea and then willing to spend the time to learn what goes into making a product or invent something different. You know, the reason I ask is that just makes it so much more impressive is, you know, for you not to have any sort of background and still come up with this. It's pretty cool. Thank you. Yep. I think most Indian men have a little engineering. <laughs> any particular inspiration or motivation that brought you into this industry other than from what you've already kind of discussed about being vegetarian? You know, it, it started off as trying to create a better product, provide a service to other people who might want something like this, and then do something meaningful. You know, you realize at some point that there's plenty of work available in the world and you can fill your life and your days with something or the other to keep you busy and make you money. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to make a move away from kind of just being part of the rat race, I wanted to do something that was meaningful to me and also solve a problem that a lot of other people had. So um, can you give us some examples um, of the materials that you use? So here's one material. It is a paper and it's something called craft paper. So this paper is made out of cellulose, which all paper is made out of, but this one has some amount of latex within it. And what that does is it makes the paper more, more durable and able to get wet and not break down. It's very lightweight, it's very durable, and at the same time, it's mostly biodegradable. So that's, you know, something that's awesome for the environment and it has less, less impact. Animal-based leather actually has a huge impact on the people, on the environment, and on, of course, on the animals. Just imagine that to create leather, you first have to raise an animal like a cow. Now, before you even raise the cow, you have to take out the forest from an area 
so that you have space to create um, the feed for the cow, uh, pasture for the cow. Taking forest things that are capturing carbon and other things that are environmentally detrimental, and you've taken that out. Wood will eventually age and then release carbon and other stuff back into the environment. So there's a double negative there. Then you have to create the feed, and then you have to raise the animal. And that animal then is going to use food, it's going to use water, and it's going to create waste, all of which the environment now has to, it has to get dealt with. Now these animals also have to be treated with antibiotics. Their waste it sometimes gets into the waste, into the waterways and creates pollution there. So you have impact after impact after impact, and all of this then uh, hurts the environment. Now, when the animal is killed, you could release toxins into the environment. We have that negative karma associated with the animal. And then you have to actually go through a whole entire chemical process to create leather out of the animal's skin. Because if you just use the animal's skin, it would eventually degrade over time. It's not meant to last forever. So a whole lot of processing occurs for that. So there's like so many steps to get from, you know, nothing to animal leather. So that's why materials, even our microfiber, which is synthetic, still actually has a lesser impact than animal leather. And then beyond that, if you go to pineapple fibers, there's, there's a woman named Carmen Hinjosa. She was able to create a material that takes leftover um, pineapple leaf fibers from the harvest extrude the fibers, put them back together, and process them to make a material that's leather-esque. But it's strong enough and it's durable enough and we can make products out of it. Now we just took something that was bio-waste from the pineapple harvest, we recycled it, and now we put that out there and it's going to last for years, and we didn't have to do anything more to the environment. Yeah, that's so, amazing. That is yeah. amazing. The thing I'm most excited about, there is an Indian company in South India making a leather product from coconut water and plant fibers. And so we've started to experiment a little bit with that. And that material is said to be 100% biodegradable. People are doing really cool stuff around the world. It's up to someone like me who's in the retail space to take that, create a product out of it and say, hey, here world, here's something better than what we already have. Let me try and price it as affordably as I can so that we can adopt it on, on scale. I mean, and like you said, there's a lot of other companies out there. What are your challenges? Oh, it's it, the number one challenge is visibility. You know, if you were to go out and search for vegan bags or vegan belts, you're going to find Amazon, you're going to find maybe Nordstrom, and all of those giants are going to show up higher in Google search. Uh, the difficulty is, is being seen. More than half of the time that we spend working is with digital marketing and um, just trying to get the word out there. That by far is the biggest challenge. And when I started this business, I had no idea on how challenging it would be. The, one of the trends these days is for companies to create one product and then just market the heck out of it and spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars marketing one product. We're different. At, in that I want to serve a lot of needs. And so we have a variety of products. What I'm hoping for over time is that there'll be more and more grassroots sort of work, some of the like work that you're doing here with the podcast that lets more and more people know without being dependent upon Google and Facebook and Instagram or even TikTok that there's companies out there making a difference 
They're making a product that's at least as good as what you're going to find in your shopping mall, if not better. And we're doing good things. Awareness is huge. My, my friends have actually carried some of our products. And so we've been in business five years and they've, they've carried them for five years and they still work and the materials still look great. So I know we produce a good product. It's just a matter of awareness and letting people know. That leads me to another question, inventory. How difficult has it been managing and maintaining inventory? There are a few things out of stock on the site right now. It is definitely challenging. So the challenges for small business are huge. We, we produce in China. Producers always want you to make more of something. Brands always want less of something. And this, this is actually where I consider our brand slow fashion as opposed to fast fashion, where the fast fashion companies will make millions of something and then just put it out there. And if it doesn't sell, they'll just discount it until people buy it just because it's so cheap. And what that does is that it encourages more consumerism and it encourages more people to buy more stuff that people don't need. We try our best to produce high quality products that you're going to buy and then use for a very long time. And that way we minimize how much, how much resource we have to pull from the earth. You obviously care for the planet and have you based your livelihood on the success of your business. Um, what advice do you give to listeners who would like to make purchasing decisions based on sustainable products? Like what should they look for? Um, when they're buying something that's sustainable? I think a lot of it comes down to research and common sense. And, and the reason I say that is if you were to look for stuff, you would just find tons of stuff and anybody can put anything on the web. Mm -hmm. So you have to actually drill down into the brand, go to their about us page, look at their pages that talk about their materials and what they're doing and why they're doing it. There is a lot of sustainable washing, green washing going on where people now actually just call vegan leather sustainable automatically, where actually 99% of what's out there on the market is something called PU. That material existed before the term vegan leather existed. It was just the cheap alternative, fast fashion alternative. So it's hard to know for the consumer, but I think, you know, when you go to an about us page, if you don't see the people on the page, if it's blank, you can't see faces. That's one thing. Um, you can look at product reviews. You can look more in depth into the material pages, what they're using. What we try and do is provide a lot of detail as to why we're using certain things, why we're not using certain things. And I think if you just kind of like take that time to read what the company does and what they're about, you'll start to get a feel for who they are. Do you have an ethnicity or age group that you're targeting? That is a really, really great question. And what I, what I tell people is that our demographic is actually vegan more than age, more than men and women, more than income level, because the people who are looking for what we're making, mostly they're defined by their belief that using animal materials is wrong. And, you know, women probably buy 70% of the stuff on our site. Um, a few other things that we see, of course, you know, mothers are purchasers for themselves, for their husbands, for their for their sons and daughters, mothers are somewhat a target market, but we try and, you know, make it appeal to everyone. Our intent is to start by providing the basics for everyone. You need a belt that works. You need a wallet that works. Let's make that available to you. 
let's make the style range from casual to professional, but and also make it something that isn't too crazy so that most people can find something they like. Let's let's make being vegan and sustainable easy. 30 years ago, you couldn't find tofurkey at your grocery store. Mm-hmm. You might not want to eat it every day, but the fact that it's there makes our lives easier. If I can make being vegan easy, I'm doing my job. I went onto your website, Paras, and I did go onto the about page and I read up and I did see the PU and I didn't understand what it meant. I got to do a better job explaining it. (laughs) People think one may have to compromise style and fashion trends to be sustainable. Do you think that's true? I think historically it's been true. Like some of the shoes that I used to buy for work did not look the best. I used to have to wear a suit and tie to work and my shoes didn't reflect the rest of my outfit. But that's, that's changing at a rapid pace. I think right now we're blessed to have the alternatives to we, that we do. I think that with some of the products that I provide with how long I've seen them last, there's there's almost like zero compromise. But are we going to provide as much uh, choice as the thousands of normal retailers out there? Definitely not, but we're getting there and we're we're getting more and more on trend. I'm I'm really proud of a couple of the briefcases that we just came out with. There's a women's work tote, a unisex large briefcase, and we've used some of the best zippers in the world on there. Top of the line zippers, really tough, durable material. Um, and we've made some of these items multiple times so we know what we're doing making them. And the styles are going to be classic. So you're not going to be out of fashion. Um, and so there's a range of stuff. It just depends on what you want, what what you think fits your fits your style. Do you have a, a designer that works with you then? Another great question. The design is a combination of understanding what's fashionable in the market, working with factories that are already on top of the trends, and so who can provide you something that fits fashion myself doing a lot of research and then me occasionally getting advice um, from actual designers. So um, there's something on our site right now where it's our new women's vegan line of wallets. We put a quilting, so like the it'll look a little bumpy and there's vertical stitches going through the wallet. Quilting has been a trend for like a year and I see it going at least for a couple more years. Do you find the colors stay pretty true throughout? Our materials are extremely color fast. The material, the microfiber that we use is generally used by high-end markets that don't for some reason want to use leather. So the microfiber that we use and and genuine leather are kind of on the same level. And and you might, I think I've even seen Kate Spade items that are made with microfiber. It's, it's just a higher end and higher level material. So it's, it's very rare with that color issue. Um, Boris, I had a question. How many items do you approximately have? <laughs> we have... I want to say somewhere between like 50 and 70 SKUs and and we're and we're building more. I think when we get to about 100 SKUs, I think we'll have everything that I want to be able to provide. So we still have a few gaps, backpacks. I want we're working we're actually working on a new messenger bag. So there's always like a little bit of R&D going on in the background. Thank you, Paras, for joining us and giving us such a great insight into sustainable shopping. Everyone, please make sure you log on to his website and start your Christmas shopping early. Definitely, please. 
we're running um, Black Friday specials through the end of the month. And of course, we'll have Christmas deals. And what is your website again, Baris? Just for everyone it else. Is, it is www.doshi.shop. We're not a .com. We are a .shop. But if you actually just put Doshi in Google search, we should be the top, at the top of the list. I, I'm a vegetarian and, uh, you know, for me, just knowing that there's a company out there doing this makes me feel so good. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll probably go shopping <laughs> this afternoon. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Riku C. Nice to talk to all of you. Hi there, CCC listeners. Um, just wanted to do this one little uh, promo clip for us. If you're shopping for the holiday season, use code CCC25. It's for 25% off of just about anything, actually absolutely anything on the site. This code's going to be good through the end of this month. So thank you, Paris. That was great. The 25% off everyone. Take advantage of it, right? Yes. Mala, are you going to go shopping? Definitely. Right? Why not give a gift that has a story behind it? Exactly. Right. Change your mindset. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. feel good about buying something that actually protects the earth. So yeah, I think that's great. Same time, you know, we also have to remember to support the local and small business people. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Definitely. So we meet again. Remember, life is not short. Life is unpredictable. So always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life and join us again for a little chit chat and chat.